0: Okay, this is so fun. All right. Hi, everybody. My name is Saika Brown. I am the founder and CEO of the G Project, which is a research initiative that focuses on how do we define mental health across cultures, across backgrounds. But as I've done my first like two, three interviews, I kind of realized that I haven't really given an introduction to myself, which is kind of awkward. Like for those who I've worked with, you know who I am, you know my work, but for those who are tuning in and I have no clue who I am or why I'm, you know, credible to do this work, I thought, you know, I would bring in a few friends of mine who worked on my first organization with me. Um, (laughs) This is so fun. This is so funny. Um, Anyways, yeah, so my first organization was called ARC Nova, which was a youth-led organization that focused on mental health policy change and awareness from 2017 to 2020. Um, We're kind of just going to follow the three years together and just kind of talk about the memories, the moments, the Times where we were really unprepared, and the times where we were too prepared, which I don't think was ever a circumstance. So, anyway, Maverick, go. (laughs)
1: I'm scared. Don't Um, be scared. Where do I start? My name is Maverick Mendoza. Um, I guess I also co-founded Arcnova way back when. I remember we would talk about it. You know as early as our freshman year when we first did track together in 2016.
0: That is true. That was a uh, long time ago. Can you believe uh, that we're sophomores now? Just saying that. In is my
1: internet being okay, by the way?
0: You sound fine. Your camera's cutting out, but you're chilling.
1: Yeah. So I go to Wazoo now, Washington State University. Uh, University. Um, I study architecture. I'm one of 45 students that made it into the second year program. So that's pretty cool. Um, and I'm super excited to talk about my experiences with Archnova today.
2: Great, Matt. Hi, I'm Natalie Fortes. Um, I was also a member of Archnova. Um, I met Seika in our sophomore psychology class, and I, you know, so I was like right there when this whole thing started. Uh, and I see like, Seika reacting like that now because it was a very, very different time. Uh, we were very different people, and it's almost, I was. A it's very, yeah, difficult. I was a very different person. <laughs> <laughs> you were. You were. Um, And, you know, not in a bad way, but it was was almost pretty, it was pretty much comical uh, because we had no idea what we were doing. But, like, clearly, you know, we went the right, we we went down the right path. Um, And yeah, I'm just really happy to see where Seika's work goes now, uh, especially having that background of, like, you know, how it started.
0: Thank you. That was very sweet. Cameron? Hi, my name is Cameron Blanco,
3: and I currently attend the University of San Francisco as a psychology major. And I I joined Arc Nova kind of late. I was Mm -hmm. maybe, what was that?
0: Probably like the beginning of senior year. So kind of like the the last stretch.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I kind of just did some social media and attended a few meetings, but it was really cool kind of jumping into the process and seeing how far it came from the beginning just yeah. because i remember that sophomore psychology class and you talking about it and being like oh i kind of want to go to a
0: club and i'm so sorry but you were in the class wait, wait was it sophomore psychology yeah were you did we you were she was Wood. in our class no
2: wait i don't really like, was it would wait yeah wait because because we had
0: like what's his name I, Kyle? I
3: thought, like, for Kyle.
0: you were like yeah, were you, I was, I really I
3: sat, I sat in the back, so. like in front of his desk.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's so crazy. It's the way so I actually had no clue. No way I didn't either. Which is which was crazy because I was gonna be like, Natalie, that's insane that you were with me when I made that psychology presentation.
2: Yeah.
3: That's crazy. I think I was I was always talking to like Tatum. The,
2: yeah, oh, so you definitely was sure. in our <laughs> class. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. Yeah. Oops well oh. that's awkward well i guess we learn like, something new every yeah. day yeah. anyways yeah so
2: when right. i founded yeah i forgot to introduce my college i go to school um i'm i go to gonzaga and i'm studying pr and business okay that's okay. All. that's all. there we go <laughs>
0: um and for those who don't know i go to cornell university studying uh urban and regional studies which is basically city planning <laughs> what can i say but i mean I, I didn't get there based off of my good grades. We all know that. Um, for those who don't know, so the founding of Arc Nova started with my sophomore year psychology project, right? Where we try to find a problem in the high school and then present, present a solution. The problem was rising stress and anxiety rates in school. And then the solution was going to be a mental health resource hub, um, a club that you know students can join or just kind of refer to. So you don't have to go straight to the counselor's office because that's kind of scary. But even though our teacher was really down for the idea, um, our administration was not um and I, i'm very happy to say I, when i graduate when we graduated high school i graduated on really good terms with our high school administration like we i i have to sadly put them down in the very when i talk about you know, the beginning of arc nova because we we didn't have a good relationship but i think it was really good that you know they built a good relationship throughout the throughout our four years of high school but so yeah we started with that presentation i made in my sophomore psychology class which i remember it for me, like for Maverick Cameron, I guess not too, like you guys would understand. Like right before track meet, that's how I felt like when I went when I walked into that psychology room. And I was just like, oh my gosh. But um, so after my high school said no to my club idea, I, I think I was talking probably to Maverick about how upset I was. And this is gonna bring up another memory that I wish I really don't want to bring up, but it's gonna be a TED talk that I did um when I was a sophomore in high school. And for this TED talk, it was basically what, what happened was like our school, like um like ASB or student council, like decided to do like a TED talk where kids can come and really just talk about anything and make a speech. And I was like, this is an amazing idea, especially coming off of the fact that they said no to me. And it was kind of less of a TED talk, more of me yelling at the administration. And the next day I got pulled into office. But Maverick, <laughs> you were there for that TED talk. <laughs> do do <clears throat> you remember anything from it? Because I suppress that memory.
1: no. I remember a lot. I still have the video from it, and I think the best part I about it was too. that you were following, you were following a script. Um, oh no! For like you, you were following like the first page of it, but I could tell that you were just like really frustrated, and you were like stumbling a little bit over like what you had written, oh and then God. after that point, you just threw away your paper, like you just threw it to the ground, and you were just looking at um. Am I allowed to name drop? You were looking at um some administration directly, <laughs> I, just eye to eye contact, just yeah hmm wow yep yep bold it was, i was it was really good yeah.
0: i wouldn't
3: call the that a good brother go,
0: the best seasons go off script i think that right but why was i yeah. so dramatic back then why did i like crumble up the paper and like throw it in the ground i was like no like mental health matters. oh
1: my but... god <laughs> <laughs> anyway now you have the video it was enjoyable yeah you so much yeah. think...
2: wait you cause... do yeah. I did send I, it to her. I had cheer or something and I couldn't make it. So I said, can you send me the video? And then he sent it to me. And then immediately after you were like, can you delete that? And, yeah, I said yes I... and, then, I, and then I didn't delete it. Cause I knew I was like, I think she's going to not appreciate this in the future, but it's going to be funny. Well, so, it's been
0: four years in the future and I still don't appreciate it. So. That's okay. Cause it's still so funny. <laughs> oh my. Anyways. Yeah. That was, so basically that Ted talk sparked kind of, this really stubborn part of me as a 15 year old and I was like I cannot believe that my high school administration does not care about student mental health and so the next day after I made that TED talk I got pulled into the office and they were like yeah like no like we we do care about student mental health and we do want to like do this and we do want to work with you and they gave me like a list like a bullet point list of things that you can do and it was like, you can have like a sticky note drive or you can stand in front of the school and give out stickers. And I was like, that is the most useless idea I've ever heard. Like, I'm just saying like, it, it doesn't, it's not giving a sticker to a kid is not going to make them any less stressed for their AP yeah, exam. And, that and that's a joke. Right? Like, I was like, that that this sounds like a joke. It, it sounds sarcastic. Yeah. Um, And I basically after that, I'm pretty sure well, I talked to, of course, Natalie and Maverick about it. Um, about like kind of taking this outside of school and like my stubborn self was like if my if my principal said no to me who's one person that she can't say no to my superintendent so Mm -hmm. that became our goal kind of coming after that TED talk Um, but you know I, I talked to Mr. Wood our sophomore psychology teacher about it and he goes like it's a great idea and he was like supporting us like 100% but then he made it very clear that like I can't just walk into the superintendent's office like and I'll be honest I definitely thought I could I definitely thought I could just walk into his office and know exactly what I was talking about but even though I experience mental health on a daily basis like we all do um I was definitely not professional i wasn't prepared like i was 15 and i just yelled at the school like right like i am the furthest person to be prepared to walk walk into the superintendent's office and be like hey like listen to me so he's like he recommended me to talk to professionals in the field right and so maverick this is Mm -hmm. the first meeting we've ever had and that was with the with ross hunter and Mm -hmm. um and he is a i think you know he's i think he's probably one of the higher uppers in the Washington State Department of Family, Youth, and Children. And he was the first time... Oh my gosh, Maverick, wait. This, I'm remembering this meeting more and more. Um, But yeah, so this was the first meeting we had. And Maverick, do you... I don't even remember when I asked you to come with me to the meeting. I think you... I don't even remember how it became you and me going to meetings, but it happened. But do you remember our first meeting?
1: I remember a little bit of it. I remember the a common occurrence between our first meetings was like... Yeah, we don't know what the fuck these people look like. So we're gonna Google them that's and then so we're true. gonna try and look for them in like the Starbucks or like you know the Isaacwa yeah. co- uh, coffee company or whatever. Like that's that that, yeah. that was a big part of it. I that remember was. our second meeting, you were like, there's no way that's him. He could not he's, he wouldn't be wearing something so casual like that. You know, he was <laughs> like such an average person. And we sat next to him for like that was 10 so minutes. And he probably heard us saying that and then it ended up being him
0: was that was that our other state legislator
2: at the time
1: yeah oh my you I
2: guys can't was I tell me he probably you guys i didn't know you guys was like talking about that out loud to the point where he could have heard you natalie
0: you know me i'm like the most unprofessional person <laughs> yeah. on this planet
2: at least i definitely was at 16. I do not know any better. I was just like, oh, no, they got this. they're going to do great.
0: I I was very confident, which I think was a good thing. That's good. That's good, though. Mm -hmm. Right. But it is good. I was a bit overconfident, I would say. Point is, our first meeting with Ross Hunter um, was right before school started, our junior year of high school. Um, Mm -hmm. And Maverick, I don't know if you remember this, but I was super nervous about being there on time. And that was a big thing for me is I wanted to make sure I was at my meeting on time. So we went to a Starbucks, mm-hmm. which, which is where the Ross Hunter told us to go.
1: Yeah. We went to a Starbucks. In the middle sat- of Bellevue Square. Yes. It was Bellevue like Washington. in Lincoln Square. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And mm-hmm. we go to the Starbucks and we get there like 30 minutes early. Maverick and I were like looking at each other. I have like photos on Snapchat of us sitting at this, like at this booth. And I remember being so hyped that we got like a booth table. Like it was the most fancy Starbucks I've ever seen in my life. But, um, I was super pumped, and I was like talking to Maverick. I'm like Maverick, I can't believe we're here right now. And then, like the time passed by, and we didn't see him, and we didn't see him. About t- ten minutes before, I doubled, or not even ten minutes, probably like five, seven minutes before, I double checked the location, and we were at the wrong Starbucks. And we sprinted to the right Starbucks, which was only like maybe a block or two down. So it definitely wasn't that far, thankfully. But and then we had, it was so bad. It was so bad all around. I can't believe. No, it started there
1: especially because you, you you were texting him as well right you were like hey yes. just wanted to let you know we're like 15 minutes early we're waiting here for you and he's like oh that's strange because i'm also here waiting for you but i don't see you and then we were like there's no one else in this starbucks right now except yeah. for me and sega so so obviously we did something wrong
0: yeah and that was the first meeting we ever attended and then the second meeting i i said no way that guy's dressed too casual to be a state legislator so uh I I had Mm -hmm. to learn a few lessons when I was growing up, clearly. Um, And the first meeting we had as a group with Arc Nova, um, Natalie, were you there for that one? When we were, I think we went to, either we went to, I really don't remember our first meeting. I think we went to Jason's house.
2: Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I wasn't there. I only started attending the meetings when they were at the little student center. Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: I see, I see, yeah. I really don't remember our first meetings that much. I think it was a lot of brainstorming of like what kind of organization we wanted to be like. Um, And, but yeah, we, there was this teen cafe in the city that we grew up in. Um, And they kind of offered us this conference space. It felt a lot more professional than it actually was, but it was fun. And we started meeting there. I don't even know how much we would meet. We had really inconsistent meeting times. Um. And that's kind of on me as the, <laughs> as the founder. But, I mean, do you guys remember any specific meetings we had? Like, I remember I, – I do remember – Cameron, are you live, <laughs> ma'am? Yeah. yeah, I'm cold. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I do remember the, a meeting that really stand out to me was – So we worked with a organization called the Youth Activism Project, which is a project campaign where it helps kids pick a social social problem in society and like kind of work towards a way to find a solution or kind of just like raise awareness. So we were working with the Youth Activism Project for a very long time and we were assigned one mentor and then we were assigned another mentor. And I, again, me being my stubborn self, I had a really bad time, a hard time like adjusting to a new mentor. And Cameron, you and I were together um, when we had our like first or second meeting with this new mentor. And I think you were, I don't know if you remember how pissed off I was, but that was a time. Like, do you remember that meeting?
3: Yeah. Like there were definitely times during the meeting where you just like, just look over at me. Like,
0: yeah. Oh my. Yeah. It was a time. I, I remember us sharing your AirPods. Do you remember? Yeah. That?
3: <laughs> and we were just kind of, what were we doing? It was called coffee house, right? Yeah. It, we were. After school, okay. Yeah. It was really, Interesting because that was also I think that was the first meeting I attended. Oh, was it? I think like in terms of like meetings, like that was the first right. one I'd been to. So I
0: was kind of just like, oh, this is who you guys are working with. That's funny. Yeah, That's so I. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard meeting to come into. I mean, yeah, I I I hope to say I'm not as stubborn as I used to be, but I don't know if that sentiment is true. Um, I I remember Natalie. We did a video at uh the teen cafe in Issaquah. I really don't remember it was for like our uh school's uh um like film uh, news broadcast and we did a video and we sat in Issaquale, uh not yeah in the teen cafe. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember what that was for, but I do remember us sitting there kind of I
2: talking. I remember that briefly, but I don't remember what it was for. Like I don't remember what we said. Neither do I. But I I do remember another meeting though. You uh, do? At the teen cafe. Um it <laughs> Okay. I don't know, we talk about this now, and it's like, oh, back then. But you forget we were actual, like, children. Like, we were like, we were small. We were. We had no idea what we were we doing. We were, like, 15, 16 we when like, we yeah, started. Yeah, 15, 16. Not mature at all. So the meeting that stands out to me out of probably all the earliest ones is Jason and I fighting over the logo. Oh, <laughs> my
0: gosh. <laughs> I, mean, I completely I'm forgot like, about I'm that. I'm a lot of
2: right? I'm a lot of swear. Yes, you're
0: a lot of is. I was adult. like, what the
2: fuck are you doing? Because I do de- <laughs> – I'm sorry. I really not want to see this. I was just, because I don't know, I was, I'm pretty, I'm pretty strong-willed and I'm really stubborn myself, so I was, I don't know, I think i mentioned like, because Arc Nova, Nova, you know, stars, I was like, we should do something along the lines of stars, and he was like, no. And I was like, what, I, I forgot what his idea was, I really forget, but all I remember is that I was like, it pissed me off, and no one in the room liked it, or like, majority of people were like, yeah, no, maybe we should do the stars, because it makes sense with the logo, you know, and I, f- I really forgot what his idea was. I but um uh, this this is our logo. Oh yeah, this is the final logo that um, we
0: ended up making.
2: Yeah. After our other member left the group there. Uh but I just remember that was the only thing, you know, we're we're in high school, so I'm just being super stubborn and I'm just like so, but I, yeah. I, I I'm not aggressive enough or assertive enough to say like no, I think we should do this. I was like, oh well, how about something more along the lines of this direction I, I just remember it going on for so long like unnecessarily long and we didn't I, even leave with a logo in mind
0: yeah I do remember when we decided to name our organization Ark Nova I so I took two Latin and Greek roots combined them and it means new beginnings and I thought exa- that was exactly what Ark Nova as an organization stood for Yeni our, another member um, of Ark Nova I remember she came up to me once so she was like what is this like it, it, this is like Maybe three, four months after we named Ark Nova, she's like, "By the way, what does this mean?" And I was like, "Dang, dude, where it's have like, you been? It
2: was like listed under like every intro, right? The first slide on like I, every. That was the funniest
0: thing, but yeah, it <laughs> because we were so young. I think it was super exciting, like picking a color scheme and like naming an organization and finding a logo. Like that was, I think, I had a lot of fun, like I mean, in the very beginning.
2: Like, yeah, because that's like you know things. Even though we look back and that's like such it's a, such a small scale and right. it doesn't really have anything to do with the work itself um you know it does but still uh it's it was still like the first step and it was so it was like oh my god this is so fun this is you know it was just it was getting started and there was so much novelty and excitement and just with the whole thing being new uh, right you know we we took that thing like creating color schemes and uh the name that was like that so, was so good I, I loved how like grand it was
0: yeah dude absolutely i Again, like I think the first few months when we were a really new organization like kind of working with the Youth Activism Project, working with our mentor Jonathan about like i don't know just kind of like forming, like formulating a team like formulating a mission statement like these things I would have never thought of and i I do remember the moment we, we really started getting into our work and it no longer became super fun um and I mean it was still was fun, but it, you know it then it became like this thing that really demanded our time that Kind of really started after Maverick. Do you remember meeting Tina Orwall?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think it it was also yeah. a matter of like realizing how much there was to do in front of us. Yeah, because coming into it, we kind of thought like, oh, like we know what we want since we're the target audience. Like it's pretty clear what we want the district to do. But then after talking to several representatives, they were like, yeah, it's like really not not as simple as you think and it's mm-hmm. like you actually have to do all of this and talk to these people first right it's like not everybody is gonna like you as well and it's like that was difficult to yeah. understand
0: yeah i i remember like again when we started as an organization it remember like when we talked about it or even our freshman year of high school about doing something mm-hmm. like this we were so like, and, and I think that's a beautiful thing of being a youth activist is that like you're so dreamy, like you're so looking forward to doing something that is worth something. But the mm-hmm. moment the work is on your plate in front of you and you realize how much of a bigger problem this is than just your little community, like it really hits you. And it was kind of intimidating, at least for me, like coming into it. And I was like, dang, I'm 16 years old. And how am I like I thought I was the king or queen of mental health. I thought I knew what I was doing, right? I was like, dude, I, <laughs> I'm sad. Like I can I can do, I can like talk about like these things. Cause like, I'm a kid, like you said, but then, and then like we talked about policy, we talked about rules, we talked about money, we talked about finance. We talked about these things that were so beyond me and keep in mind that sophomore year of high school, I failed my sophomore year algebra two class, right? So anything that came up financial things, like I wanted to avoid it. Um, but yeah, no, it was really, it was really scary. Um, I remember in our first meeting with Tina Orwell, uh, a state legislator that invited us later to work on helping pass a bill in Washington state, kind of like talked about like the finance part of it. And I was so out of my mind. I don't know, Matt, I I really don't know how you felt when we first met her, but I think that was such a like monumental moment of my life.
1: I think at that point I was like really wary, I guess, Mm -hmm. of just like. Legislators in general, I think I was like, I don't know how she's going to receive this, but I'm really glad that she was super supportive and she gave us so many resources. Yeah. And I think that when she really started talking about it, I think obviously I knew that I was in it to like really try and get something out of it, like not just mm-hmm. for me, but like actually get something done. But when she was talking and then like all the opportunities, I remember she even called us. It was like a group call with, um, oh, i f- I forgot, but we were at school, it was a group call, and then she was talking about that opportunity oh, to speak and like um testify. I was I like
3: forgot about that.
1: at that point, my mind was just blown. You and I were just like freaking out in like the the wing by like the bio hall, and we were just like, Yeah, like, that's what so the crazy. hell is going on.
0: You know what? And I- I'm sorry to anyone that I've talked to, especially like um recently I went to a conference in DC for Mental Health mm-hmm. America's um annual mental health conference, and I was telling them this story, and I told them it was at the end of the meeting where Tina invited us to go work. in. I didn't realize it was a phone call after. And that's completely true. Right. We, we met with her. She's like, yeah, I'll keep you updated. I remember. Yeah. It was a phone call. We got a we, we got a phone call and it was after, it was before track practice. Wasn't it like, yeah.
1: Yeah. It was like right before.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. And she, she called us and she was like, yeah, we would, we want you guys to testify.
1: Yeah. And I was like, After she said that, I don't think we even went to track practice after that. I I don't think so either. Pretty sure we just skipped.
0: Yeah, but that was like a daily agreement
1: with (laughs) all of (laughs) us. True. I mean, that's not our fault. That's completely unrelated.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, there were other reasons for that. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's true. Yeah. I
2: was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. I think for me, when uh, I I don't know, like we would do this, uh, you know, starting sophomore year, it just kind of became an everyday part of life to, you know. Log into these meetings and just talk, but you know you hit that point when you know so it's, oh, it's all fun and games till you realize it. This, this is a commitment, right? Yeah. And at this point, at this age, like yeah, no doubt yeah, you're joining like an organization, starting from you know ground level, but you didn't really realize that. You know, it's once again with it going back to the whole like Logan thing. It's so it seems so fun, and you, you kind of sugarcoat, it and then it's like oh, this yeah, it's still fun, but oh, this is a commitment. I have to you know place actual time and energy and effort towards this uh yeah which you know is, 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 i hate to say it but at that age it's an eye opener right mm. you're so focused on school and sports and whatever you're like okay, no, you're on something else. exactly yeah so um for you know i, I heard you guys doing this and my parents because at, at the time my parents were like okay so what are you doing i'm like i don't really know you know i, I don't know i talk in these meetings not really sure where we're going we have some ideas but i don't want to explain them to you guys uh and mm-hmm. then then I'll, i'm like yeah they're testifying for a bill my parents are like what <laughs> what like from knowing nothing i was like oh yeah we, we have this little group they're testifying for a bill and then you know uh when i was on vacation and you're like we need to have a meeting like right now i was i was I in arizona that. and i was at i was because not a lot of people can make it and i was like at dinner oh. I'm like oh no it's fine i'll just take this video call so i just logged in for my so phone cool. with my airpods and i was just talking at the dinner table and my parents were like okay like clearly they're not messing around like this is important so you know having that become such a large priority in life like as it needed to be you know with our goals that's that's probably the biggest thing for high school or or high school to realize if you want this to become a reality you need to put in that effort.
0: Right yeah I think I mean definitely that was a big thing for me too like because I was such a dreamy person that there was a point where like we were having these consecutive meetings very in the very beginning and we had like this was before I met Tina right this is like before anything and I was like yeah and I was like kind of hoping and praying that you guys wouldn't leave that you would Uh give me some time to figure out what I was gonna do but I mean I'm very thankful that you guys stuck around um yeah I don't know like did you guys as parents say anything like as a young kid in high school I definitely it was awkward I didn't have my driver's license I still don't um and so for every meeting every event my mom took us or Maverick's mom that one time but my mom would always take us. And the f- so when we testified for the bill, like <laughs> Maverick, I don't know if you remember me almost having a breakdown, but it was like, it was super snowy out and we had to like help my little Jaguar car kind of get up the hill of my apartment complex so we can get out and pick Maverick up. And I was just like all around, like having a mental break. I was like so overwhelmed, but I mean, like that was a crazy thing is like my mom, like it was kind of like, again, a year after and she's like, what are you doing? Like really? <laughs> Like, she's like, I've been taking you back and forth from the Capitol for the past, like, three months now. I'm just kind of, like, curious. Like, what are you doing? Like, I didn't really, I don't know. Like, did your parents have any kind of reaction? Or was it kind of just, like, this is something that you're doing? Like, like if you did, you know, like, cheer or track, et cetera?
2: Well, when they saw us on TV, that was one thing. <laughs> we, were, so, we were in we were in, uh, we were in the Capitol, and my mom, we're like, on our way back. And I, was like, I mean, I'm in my room. And, I don't know, I'm on my phone. And Dad goes, "Nad, you're on TV like what (laughs) what that's so so funny I I hate to say it but at that age uh you know adults uh, adults a lot of time they underestimate you so it's it really is a you know I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing Mm -hmm. and I feel like things like testifying and I don't know being on TV which isn't really a big deal but like I'm so cocky which isn't really a big (laughs) deal compared to like the actual work you're doing you know that is like you know, 15 year old, as a 15 year old, you know, that's like such a big thing that shows, Oh yeah. no, we, you know, I We're can't I, You something. can't really show how, you know, how much you're, how much work you're putting in. You can't really describe it sometimes. So that was really mm-hmm. an eye opener to them.
0: Right. I mean, Mav, like, did your parents say, like, I mean, the day, so when we went up to suicide prevention day at Olympia, your mom was the one that drove us there. Like what did your mm-hmm. mom, like she, she stayed the whole day, right? She didn't go back. Once. She, did. Like, she did. She did. She did. She
1: did. Uh she did stay there. Um Dang, I, th- yeah. I think the thing is with my parents, it's like they have a difficult time expressing emotions in general.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel that. Yeah.
1: So it's like they didn't really I don't know. I feel like they didn't really understand to the extent what we were doing. And honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like that also led me to be like, Oh yeah, I guess you know, like this this is like whatever, right? Like right. this is this is like normal. And it's like mm-hmm. This is just, like, what I was supposed to do. But in reality, it was, like, something that I really sh- should be proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, I mean, it still hasn't hit me, like, fully, I guess, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: Cam, yeah, I mean, you joined a little late. I don't know if you told your parents about it, but I do love your parents. They're so much fun. Like, did they did they say anything specific or was this something I mean, that you kind of joined in with? Like, because we missed school once, right, for for yeah. an event, all three of us. I think it was the three of you that actually came with me to this event, um, which was World Mental Health Day at the University of Washington in Seattle. So, like, for example, since we missed school, like, you know, your parents had to know that, right? Yeah, um, maybe. No. <laughs> <But> <laughs> there's, like, been, there's definitely been times where Cameron and I have not gone to school, and our parents didn't know that, but besides those points.
3: <laughs> I mean, I think even from the beginning, like, I've always kept them updated, especially with my friends. Like, mm. I'm like, oh, this is mistaken thing. So, like, they knew from, like, when you started like that you were working on something right and I think at the beginning it was definitely like it sounded very extracurricular like oh she wants to start a club you know like yeah and it did start with me like telling him about your so um your psychology presentations but I think yeah that like day we all skipped school and like they were like oh well why are you going to you know UW and then I was like oh well there's like a can was it like a conference convention kind of, of thing? Conference? conference, yeah. Thing, and they were yeah. like, Oh, that's really cool. And I mean, like, kind of like Maverick, I think their reactions are very downscaled. But even when Natalie said, like, because we're in high school, a lot of people,
0: yeah,
3: underestimate a lot. And I think because of that reaction, like, even you guys probably downplayed and underestimated a lot of what you're actually like in. Mm-hmm. Even in no, the day, yeah. I think it's it's still mm. very much like a oh yeah like you guys you, did, you know you did that but like
0: yeah you did that <laughs> we did that yeah no Wait, we, we did that, that. we did, yeah, that. did that It's, it's
2: crazy so, yeah I, I mean that day oh okay. yeah no go ahead okay. I remember coming back that day um because you want to stay but I was like oh crap I have a uh, cheer practice um so I, this... I remember coming oh sorry, I was was sorry this... for the for the uh, UW or for uh, yeah UW okay. UW yeah. Uh, We were coming home from UW. and I remember walking in late to practice and there's like (laughs) this get up that I would just never wear in my spare time it was I don't know it was like more formal I don't know yeah Uh, I just remember walking in like my hair is up I look all fancy like a businesswoman and my coach (laughs) is like what are you doing I'm like (laughs) I had to like explain it because I didn't I didn't tell her about it I was like I'm gonna be late yeah Um, you know and I think like you said, Cameron, you as a teenager, this is this can be overwhelming and I think to the point where I hate to say it. I, I at least personally couldn't really fully comprehend the gravity and the length of what, you know, we're doing at this age. So right. seeing people's reactions, like explaining to my coach and my, you know, cheer girls, like, oh, this is what I'm doing, right? Well, it's mm-hmm. so everyday to us. They were like, Oh my god, this is insane. Like you're you're doing this. And I'm like, mean, yeah, but <laughs> Yeah. So I think seeing those reactions, honestly, really feels something. Where you know, it's it's really easy to overlook what you've done because, especially, say here, you're saying, you know, you don't want to be cocky. That's always been, you know, something you've been talking about. But yeah. you know, it's a balance of appreciating what you're doing and staying humble. Right. I mean,
0: I think that's still been been a big challenge for me. I think my biggest regret, and I mean, I don't really regret anything, but like, I think the biggest thing I do regret, like looking back on it, was not having more of like want to say i don't want to say social media precedence, but i, I kind of feel bad that i didn't really like publicize it like this was something that should have been looked at for other kids not because like of our own success but kind of like this is something that a group of kids from a town in washington say, and they're passing bills they're testifying for bills like this was something big and i think my biggest regret was that i didn't spend that much time enforcing social media for me like it was kind of like it's always a backhand role like cameron when you joined the group as a social media manager it was because world mental health day at university of washington was coming up and it was coming after right and so i needed this social media presence leading up to that day and that's something i didn't want to handle myself um and so yeah i mean i i think that is my biggest regret like that it's hard to meet like this in between of like being cocky but also being humble and kind of knowing that there is you can still be humble and publicize your work because it deserves the recognition And because it helps other kids kind of recognize it too. So, I mean, I mean, still even now, like Maverick in that you said, like, I still look back on the stuff that I've done and been doing like uh, that we did as a team. And I'm like, we passed a bill. Like we wrote a toolkit, we spoke on panels, like, and like to just give the audience, like, just kind of like uh, just a rundown of our accomplishments. We worked on two bills passing one. Um, We testified and we helped provide research. We We helped and assisted the building of a suicide prevention toolkit. We spoke on multiple panels. We made multiple speeches. We attended multiple conferences and events. We, yeah, we, we just did so much. And I kind of forget that sometimes that we did so much in three years as high school students. But I mean, and this is the biggest thing that any time I do an interview, they always ask me like, what was it like being an activist and a student? Like, were, are those two labels separate for you? Like, would you even call yourself an activist? Cause like sometimes when people are like, oh wait, like, what is it like to be an activist? I kind of forget that's technically my term. But it's so my daily thing that I don't even think about it anymore. Like, was it was it strange like skipping school and going to these meetings or going to these events and explain? Like, how was it for you guys?
1: I feel like um I don't know. I hate to say this, but school wasn't top priority in that sense because like I'm I I've always thought that school is very geared towards a specific person, and I'm lucky enough to be that kind of person that like excels in school. And Mm -hmm. so it's, like, I feel like at that point, I was, like, since I don't need to focus as much on school, like, I want to be able to do something more because I know that I'm capable of, like, putting in the time for something else in that kind of sense. And so, like, whenever we had to, like, skip school for meetings and stuff, I'd be, like, oh, yeah, like, I can always just, like, make it up later. But, like, right now, like, I would much rather be out there and actually, like, doing something with my time, I guess, in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was more like I'm this is what I want to be for like up front. But then, you know, like, obviously I still prioritize like my school and stuff, but like, that was like, you know, I will sacrifice a little bit of my schooling just to be able to do this.
2: Right. See, yeah, I'm not, I cannot say the same about my own student life. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, I was, I would just need to like, you know, kind of work my tail off to understand certain concepts. Um, but you know, I looked at the situation of I don't know this organization, and even though it started at you know virtually nothing, like say that just an idea, um, I was willing to put aside the time and the stuff. And I did, I did get those emails from teachers like, "Hey, you are you sure you should be missing school for this?" I'm not I ever told uh-huh. you guys that. Um, wow. You know, and it, math was like the hardest subject for me. Uh, I think calculus, junior year, I. Oh, my school's gonna hate this. Good <laughs> I can don't listen to this. Um, I passed calculus with a seventy point oh five, which is like you any anything below seventy you fail, you, right? You have to retake the class. Mm-hmm. Um, so at our school. yeah, at our school. So I just remember being like, you know, and with you know, eventually with that, and I worked some jobs, and I would did cheer and stuff. It was honestly just the best <laughs> way to learn time management, uh, because I didn't see. This is probably like, you know, this shows my immaturity, but it worked. I didn't recognize, you know, giving up on something as an option. I was like, no, I want to be jack of all trades. I want to do all this, which was realistic. It doesn't really matter because I got it done, right? I had, we were all forced to learn, okay, what is it like to have this, you know, this title of activist? What does it mean as it interacts with other aspects of your life? Things like school, home life, extracurriculars. uh, It really was a lesson in balance, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And again, Cameron, I know you kind of joined at the end, but like, still, like when the world mental health day at the University of Washington, at the time when I went to that, that was the biggest event of my life, right? And like, skipping school for that, and like, picking you guys up in the morning, like all that stuff. Like, also, Cam, you had the greatest outfit that day. I felt so. Oh, you did. I was like,
2: so, hell. I'm not. Dressed. Yeah, I know. Cam's like Cameron. <laughs> and
0: like that, like, and that's another thing. Like, like Cam, you when you went to. Uh, world Mental Health Day, you looked like a professional, not just because of what you're wearing, but the way that you like withheld I'm yourself. So like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I know, I know that some representatives from Cities Rise, which for those who don't know, Cities Rise is an organization that basically incubates mental health um, in different countries across the world. They do a lot of work globally and they kind of just help young people and just adults in general kind of have their own mental health campaign in their specific country and city. Their goal is to make cities rise for mental health. And Carmen, like you talk to um, like people from cities rise and they talk to you like was that strange for you especially coming in late in the game
3: it was definitely I mean not an event alone it was really big and it was kind of intimidating especially like coming in late I was like I kind of felt what's the word um like an imposter yeah I felt really good like imposter syndrome yeah <laughs> I, I know like,
2: it- here?
3: but I mean, it was a really great experience at the same time, I think, like, I mean, junior year, that was also when I started working at, like, the hospital a lot more often, oh, yeah. and, like, I was at school, like, I sometimes did shifts before school, and, like, mm-hmm. it was, like, That was a lot. I think you doing that really showed me that, you know, there's really, as much as, like, it's great for a high school student to prioritize their school, especially that age, there's more to school. Yeah, you know like I'm like the opportunities that can come from what you're doing outside of the classroom can be just as effective as what you're doing in the classroom so I think I mean going to that event I was kind of just looking at it even though I was skipping school it was kind of more of a this is another opportunity that's just as equal as an A in a class you know right like
2: yeah
0: that's a really good way to put it like yeah go ahead there you go (laughs) <laughs> okay. I was just going to say, like, I I do remember, like, I, I mean, for the record, I was a terrible high school student. I think we have a really good spectrum of students out of the four of us, and I would be at the bottom of it. Like, I failed my class. I took summer school, and then I skipped summer school, and then had to take summer school again, because I didn't go to it the first time. <laughs> like, like I, you know, got a D minus in chemistry and called it good. I, I got a 32% in my Algebra 2 class. I graduated with a 2.6 GPA and, like, 120 no, not 120. That's a really low SAT score. Sorry, a thousand. Oh my <laughs> god! I'm just like, where is she going with I don't, the-
1: I don't <laughs> think that's possible for you to get that low unless the point you just is, didn't answer everyone, it.
0: I was a terrible high school student, and this was before I even did my organization. Like, and these guys can testify for it. But like, I was always a dreamer. Like, track used to be my life. Like, I was like, I'm gonna go to the Olympics one day. Like, that was my goal. And then the moment this organization came up, I kind of switched focuses. And then this was my goal, right? I'm going to do this outside of college. And then like, I don't know. So I I definitely always put this first. And I do remember, wow, mm. I sound very loud right now. Um, I do remember like there became a point where like the attendance secretary at um our school would see me come up and she's like, you're fine. Because she knew I would have a meeting, which was yeah. so funny to me. And I definitely took advantage of that. So I'm sorry, ma'am. But <laughs> like, but you know, like, yeah, I mean, for me, this was my life. Like school was, school was my like my extra club this was my like this was it for me um and I definitely did a lot of work with it obviously but it, it
2: yeah it's definitely something I have a question for you Seika. oh okay um, I- <laughs> you know it's it's we're pretty clear to say that you know being in this field impacts your own mental health at any age okay, um, yeah. but going off the lines of you know having this be A very large part of your lifestyle when you have you know contrasting students focusing on strictly school solely school you know when Mm -hmm. you have this other aspect in your life um that can almost give you a you know source of freedom and a look on the outside world from school but it's you know it's also the field that's mental health how would you or how would you say that working in the field at this young age impacted your own personal mental health yeah both as a student (laughs) and just overall character as a person i mean yeah i mean
0: even now, like looking back, like when I go to Cornell and like my roommates are these like valid Victorians, right? They're like the top of their class and I love them, but it's like hard. Cause I know I come from this place of like, you know, school failure in a sense, even though I run an organization and do research or whatever, like it's, I think imposter syndrome is like a very true thing. And that is something I definitely like has come upon. There's been so many times where I'm like, this is, this doesn't feel like anything like, the weight of saying I passed a bill has no weight anymore. What what does have weight is doing bad in the class or doing good in the class. And for some reason, I don't know why. Right. Like that's something like that's still there for me. I mean, I would say, like, I think another big thing is like it, it was difficult. Like I a lot of things happened in my life between my freshman and senior year of high school, my junior year of high school, I stopped running track because I got diagnosed with a heart disorder. And that was probably one of the hardest moments of my life. I ran track ever since I was four years old. So stopping a sport that I was in love with and then choosing to refocus. Cause like at that time when I lost track, um, I got, I got an offer to run for a university when I was a sophomore in high school. And so when I couldn't run anymore, that was kind of it for me. Right? Like I was failing in high school. I was doing terrible in classes, kind of had no hope to bring my GPA up. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't have a choice, but to focus on my organization. And I think in a sense, God really blessed me with that, that I was able to like focus on it. But it's definitely hard that I had to like, I, there was times in my life where I'd be like in and out of doctor offices and then I would go to a meeting two blocks down the street. Right, like, it, and it was definitely strange. So I would say like, it. it's weird. Cause like now I'm like, like I talk about mental health but I think that's the biggest thing for me. And like, Nat, you definitely know this is that my number one thing when I do my work especially in the mental health field is to be the most genuine person I can be because if I'm not that person and I talk about like how my life is amazing and I did it so easily that would be such a lie right and it was a big struggle like testifying like there was a reason why I was terribly incapable during my first TED talk at school like there was a lot I had to learn there was a lot of failures that I experienced there was times where no one would come to a meeting <laughs> no offense guys but like you know what I mean like there was it was really hard and then of like there was a point where maverick when we did our first when our first um article that someone interviewed us for uh Mm -hmm. at crosscut and we went to another starbucks like that was hard for me too i didn't understand that and i remember Mm -hmm. like when the article got released i was out with two of our friends grace and megan we were going to a fred meyer which is a grocery store and i told them about it and they were like dude that's like super cool and then i just continued with the rest of my life right Mm -hmm. like it feels very normal when I know it's not, but it is, I feel like that's the hardest thing for me. And I think, again, like it's a big imposter syndrome thing. Like my mental health is like, it's fine. I mean, goodness knows I'm the worst person at like balancing anything. But it's also, I think at the same time, I'm I'm really happy that it is that way. Cause like, it, I think it's the most genuine experience anyone would have working in this field. And I think if anyone tells you otherwise, like that's kind of, in a sense, like not true, but yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's definitely strange. That's for sure. Like again, like like we said, like passing a bill. I can't believe we did that. <laughs>
2: I can't believe yeah. we did that. It's almost easier. No, it is easier to just, you know, accept it as an everyday part of life and to really recognize right. <laughs> the true, you know, extent of it. It's it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just it's hard to comprehend that. Right. Yeah. And I think, I mean, for me, that was probably the hardest part of
0: being like involved with Arc Nova was like, I don't know, like understanding the weight of what we were doing. I think, oh, you know what? And I think I told you guys about this. The the moment I realized the work that we were doing was actually meaningful was like a year after we passed the bill. And it was like, it was the first time I did a solo event because Maverick, you couldn't go for some reason. And I went by myself and I did an event with 21 Progress in Seattle. And this woman came up to me and she shook my hand. She goes like, thank you. Like, this is the first time I smiled since my daughter passed. And I just stood there. I was like, I feel awkward now going back to school to go to my... I don't know, trigonometry class, right? Like, it was the <laughs> awkwardest, but like craziest moment of my life. And I was like, dang, like, like this is actually meaningful. And like, this is definitely something. But yeah, I mean, our time with Arc ArcNovo was, it was like, it was such like a dream. I can't That's believe it was real. I don't so know about funny. you guys.
2: Mm-hmm. I look back and, you know, we're all, well, we're all nearly 20. South in College. This is literally four years ago. And I look back oh and it was, it's like, you and I talk about this all the time. The funniest thing to me is that how we, we just went through it. We, and I think honestly, this is our key to success. We never questioned the logistics of it. We never questioned, oh, can we do this? It was more of a matter of how, you know, how can we do this right now? Um, right. It, which as an adult and, you know, the world we're in at the stage of life we're in, you know, that's not really something you consider. It's not it's like super realistic all the time, but it's just so funny because I look back and I'm like, honestly, if I wasn't put in that position now, I don't know what I'd do. Right, like right? I, I just think we all think so differently than we did back then, and that's really something I can appreciate. Is that we had that fresh outlook And I think the field really appreciated. Just based on the people who congratulated us, who thanked us. We'd mm-hmm. walk into those conventions and those conferences, and they'd be like, "Oh, so you know, how old are you guys? Oh, juniors. Oh, in college? No, no, we're <laughs> no, in high school. We are underage. We are." we are like tiny babies like, <laughs> in this conference. Um, and right. I think, you know, that, that was really refreshing to see. And I recognize that now, even though I didn't back then, but I think, you know, you'd have to think people who are shocked. Like, oh my God, why are you here? It's, it was refreshing, you know, it's a new outlook. Yeah.
0: I would say like, there's definitely been times, especially like the three of you, you remember this very well. I, again, was always the most, I, I pride myself off of being a genuine person and there's been times where <laughs> Nat especially as my like kind of like Nat you worked a lot in public uh kind of working with me like public uh publicly and kind of getting ready for my speeches in arc Nova and the three of you will remember the day I at the University of Washington when <laughs> I had a speech and I went to the restroom I don't know if you guys do you guys remember
2: this yeah, I, I wish yeah. I I wish I could forget this because oh I was I was so stressed for you I was so stressed for you that was funny. I, I was really like they were calling they you, continue, but then we were you, like,
1: "Where is she?" Yeah,
2: they were like, "I <laughs> We were like,
3: "Oh, oh I think." Did we they call me? The bathroom, huh? I did. I, I we got to, go to
2: I was sitting at the table. We were like, "Oh shit!" Like, wait, Carrie, did you? Did she make it? I was in the bathroom with you. Like, yes, I watched your speech
3: from like the entryway because I was like. That's so funny. Like crap
0: I also like, I remember Nat, or I think it was you Nat, who was like, and Cameron, I think this again, like it was also you, like it mentioned it to me earlier. It was like, like, oh, like, are you prepared? Like, do you have a speech ready? And I was like, Well, <laughs> no. And then like, Cameron, you were like, Okay. And then Nat looked at me like with the deadest of eyes and was like, Are you serious right now? the maverick was like maverick was like of course of course and they're like want to go get coffee and i was like guys I'm like i don't know what you expect from me but this is this is the
2: most it's it's not like- a matter of me not having faith in you it's just it's, there's just something about it that triggers a little dash of panic in me every time and i know you know pu- i personally public speak with you know bullet yeah. points and stuff you would go up there with nothing right i would and go no. there's like, like once again, not doubting you at all, because you still do that and you do it great, but it was so funny because I was like, oh my god, she's going up there, she's like the biggest thing we have and she doesn't have it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, after a certain point, I think after the TED Talk, I was like, yeah, I don't know, every time she brings up a script, like, she doesn't follow it anyway, and, like, when sure, she tries to, sure. it just, like, goes downhill, so it's like, honestly, it's better that she didn't prepare for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think like, my w-
0: preparation with the TED Talk absolutely, like, terrified me. Like, <laughs> And it's kind of still in the back of my head, like
2: mm. the one
0: time that I had, and I need to get over this. It's been like years. Oh but, God, like, like, but like the one time I did come super prepared. I made the worst speech of my life. Was it the first speech I've ever made? Yes. But you know what? I done amazing jobs talking without like a strict outline. I think, wow. I mean, you know what? I I And I've said this before in other like interviews, but I think if I go up on that stage and I say what I say, that was what was meant to be said. Mm-hmm.
2: but yeah I <laughs> you you I, reading a lot because i remember at that's true Andrew cornell the summer program and like here's some books you reading a lot has definitely helped i feel like the ability for you to you know be more eloquent <laughs> thank you i mean i i mean naturally yeah. that sounded like an insult i promise it wasn't just like, you <laughs> know kidding. on the fly kind of stuff and that's why now when you say yeah i don't have a speech i'm speaking in dc tomorrow and i don't end up preparing anything i'm like you know what okay you're, you're i trust you more <laughs> like I mean, honestly, fair enough.
0: I mean, like, there's definitely been times where I did a terrible job or just, you know, like there's been times where I like, for example, um, and this is something I do want to bring up before we end this, but um, <laughs> we had an event with a Seattle neighboring group. And this was the biggest mistake I've made in my like activism, mental health career. <laughs> Maverick, <do> you- <laughs> I can't believe... Oh, my gosh. Basically, what happened is I got the dates wrong of an event.
1: Okay. To be fair, they they kind of also had the dates wrong.
0: That's true. I think I remember this day. Because I asked (laughs) everyone if they could leave school just like that on a fly and come with me to Seattle to do an event. And -hmm. I was supposed to be up on – we were supposed to be up on that stage in 45 minutes and we're 30, 40 minutes away. (laughs) So I, like, call my mom. I'm like, mother, I will literally do anything in the world. Please pick me up now. And I'm Maverick. I'm so grateful till this day that you just said yes. You just left school with no, no hesitation. Yeah.
1: No, okay. The thing is, I was I remember this vividly because you you were like standing in the doorway of my astronomy class and you were crying. And then the teacher was like, "Was like, yo, I think you need to go help her because I I don't oh, <laughs> I don't yeah, know what she needs, but her. you're yeah, you you like sake is crying right now because like you you also had that class but like not the same period. Mm-hmm. So I was like. I thought somebody had died. Yeah, I thought I was, somebody I was, like, in your hysterical. family had died. Yeah. And you're like, you were like, oh, I fucked up. I fucked up so bad. I was like, what? What? Just tell me. And she was like, we're supposed to be in Seattle right now. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean? And then, and then I went back into the classroom. I was like, I got to go. So I just packed up my shit and I left. And he was like, all right, cool. I'll see you tomorrow, I guess. And I, it was lucky because he was just that kind of teacher. I was like, yeah, like yeah. if you need to do something, like go do it. Like we'll, right. we'll figure it out later. And obviously he knew it was important. But then after that, we went to like the attendance lady, and she's like, "I'm sorry, but like, I can't excuse you. Like this is going to go on your record or something." And we were like, "We do not care. We're leaving right now." And then we, your mom pulled up. It was so surreal. It was it was fun though. It was a good I forget experience. How, was, was it
2: high school? Is about that so. stuff. Would you say? I forget. Like with us leaving so many times, I forget how much a pain or of a pain it was to do that. Because you know, yeah. at, at uni, you just don't show up to class or you leave if there's something you need to not be there for. Um, yeah. I forget there's a whole process. So this is like a really important thing. These are really important things to go to. Yeah.
0: I mean, every single it meeting or time. event we had, sorry. Yeah. But like every single time we, like, as, for example, like when we went to UW, I, I had to email. So basically, what I had to do for every single one of us when we would go to a conference or a meeting or an event, I would have to email the person every person's name and they would send me like four five emails of every single person's name and I would have to send these five emails to our attendance secretary to make sure that she gets every single one of you because it's on me if you guys have an absence right and Natalie for example when you had cheer like kind of all you know like for basically the entire year you you miss school you can't go to practice and that was true Cameron Maverick when we had track right like so it's like we missed school couldn't go to practice I know Cameron Maverick you wouldn't complain about missing practice all right but yeah, like, like okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like I mean for example like not like you you were like a veteran on the team for for the cheer team so it's like missing practice was a huge thing right oh, um, yeah
2: because I was yeah I I, I hate bringing, I hate bringing up high school no but I'm gonna say this like no I was I was captain so I had like I it was mandatory I was there yeah you the Dub thing because I, I think I would lead the whole practice so there's, like you Dub thing I told my coach I was like Straight up, I can't be at school, but I'm gonna go to practice, and you can't do anything about it. So right, yeah, the, and, <laughs> you have to serve your dominance a little bit because this is big scale stuff here.
0: Yeah, I will say it. I think we were pretty badass high schoolers. I think like, we were. We, we were really dope. Like we were the coolest. I like at least not. I'm saying out of everyone. I'm just saying. I think
2: we, I. I, I'm I had so out much fun. Of everyone. I'm saying
1: okay. <laughs> fair I'm enough, enough. Like, okay for me. I'm not gonna say everyone, but I think I was the coolest version that I could be. Like I think I definitely. One prioritized it right I think that you know I stood up for what I wanted to do and that was like I mm. mean that was the most that you could ask for
0: right no definitely I mean like Cameron our sports medicine teacher I remember like interviewing him for research and you were in the classroom next to me when I was interviewing him and you saw me come out with tears in my eyes right and you were just like what's happening like yeah I mean yeah, like I we were just absolutely Right, Todd? Dude, Todd, shout out to you, man. But, like, we were just kids, and we definitely still are. Like, I now, I, I do my work now, and I'm doing research now, and, like, figuring out all these big league stuff. But it feels the exact same when I was 15 years old making a presentation to my psychology teacher. So, I don't know. It's, it's definitely crazy looking back on. And so I just, I just want to ask, like, two more questions. Like, one, what, like, what are you proud? Like, if you saw your younger self, like, what are you proud of that she or he accomplished? in kind of like our years of work. And then two, any advice? I mean, like, this, these are the two biggest questions I'm asked every single time I do an interview and it's like, any advice? And what are you proud of? <laughs> do you want me to go first?
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Okay. I will say every single time I get asked this question, when it's about what am I proud of? I will say that we really stuck to our values. We were not an organization that was looking for publicity or, um, kind of like that's like, I, 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 we were not a social activism campaign. We were a campaign working in the background. We were working in policy. We were passing bills. We were doing research with the university of Washington. Like we were doing big things, but we worked in the background. I think we were, I think I'm very proud that we were a humble organization and that we were, you know, people, we were just genuine. And I, again, like that's my big thing. It was like, I'm proud that we stuck through it and that, we honestly we didn't take it seriously and I kind of I'm kind of glad that we didn't I I would obviously like I'll be like of course I'm proud that we passed the bill whatever but I think for me the proudest thing is that it was just a group of friends from a high school and it was out of (laughs) the bitterness towards our high school administration that all this happened Mm so I guess I'm proud I'm proud of our younger selves and like where we are today I remember when I when I got into Cornell and like that was such a shock for me like, I'm proud that it it wasn't my... I'm proud that we didn't take the traditional route and that we kind of just did whatever we wanted to do. And then I'll come back on the advice later, but anyone else about what you guys are proud of? That I mean, it doesn't even have to be about the organization, just, like, in high school.
1: Um, I think for the organization, I think I'm proud of the fact that we didn't really back down. There were several times when we could have um, because just, like, opposition. Because, like, I remember when we finally gave our presentation to like the superintendent, the superintendent, which was like at that point, that was like our goal in a sense. Yeah. Right.
0: It was our and then, campaign.
1: Yeah. That was like our entire goal at the start. And then we finally gave it and he was like, Oh, but we already do everything you're asking us. And it's like, but <laughs> we don't, we don't see it. You know, it's like, it, we wouldn't be asking if we already knew it was there. And so I think that after that point, we we're like, we sat, you, you and I actually sat down on the curb and we were like, that didn't fucking work at all. Like, I that have did a video. Of that too. Yeah. yeah, you're like, we need to we need to do something else. We need to figure this out. But that's not what I thought would happen. But we're gonna have to like keep going. And like immediately we didn't like back down from like that opposition. We were just like, okay, what else can we do to like get around this problem? And right. I think that's like super cool of us because it's like, I don't know, nothing would have gotten done if we had just been like, Yeah, I mean, like, whatever. Like they said Chuck's they said no. Back. Yeah. I will say like right after,
0: yeah, like right after that happened, when our superintendent was kind of like, "This is a good idea, but we already do it." Um, mm-hmm. That's when we worked on the second bill, and that was when we passed the second bill, and that was, oh my gosh, I don't remember house bill either, 12, 12, 1221 or twelve sixteen. Sixteen, I think. Was it sixteen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that bill was about student um, well-being centers. So basically, every school district in Washington State now has these student well-being centers. Basically, it helps any future kid skip the first year of work that we did as Arcnova. Like we didn't—we had a hustle to find the information, the contact information of all these big league names—and now these kids can kind of talk to their representatives easily. And so it was kind of like a screw you to the school district. Like now, now you have to work with us, and not just me, but every other kid that comes after me, right? And I think that was a great, like, you're absolutely right, right, Maverick, that we never really backed down. We got, like, three, four no's back to back to back. But at the end, we passed a bill and did research and (laughs) spoke on panels. So we were Mm -hmm. kind of dope. Anyone else?
2: Yeah. um, I think for me, the proudest thing is that throughout it all, we were (laughs) were still able to enjoy what it's like to be a kid. And Mm -hmm. at that age, I would consider being 16, you know, a kid. But... You know, at twenty years old now. I look back and just seeing the difference in character and just who you are—the person changed after years. Like that's—you were really young. We were all really young, right? Yeah. So I just love how we were. It's it's the novelty of it all. We were in these super insane situations. We're the youngest in these conferences by decades, right? Yeah. And the whole time we're like, okay, so we're gonna go to Starbucks and we're gonna take some pictures there. And I don't know. I'm taking really stupid Snapchat videos because it's funny. Um, yeah we're complaining about like what we're gonna wear talking crap about like the teachers like we, we we're just joking around the whole time there'll be times where this. <laughs> so we'll be sitting in these conferences and we'll just lean over and be like what are we doing here what <laughs> is going on like just, <laughs> we yeah. had so much fun with it we had so yeah. much fun and I think that's what we deserve and that for me we, we never got caught up in the recognition or the stress uh, I think that for me is what I'm proudest of. Yeah, absolutely. Cam, Wake you Um,
3: yeah. I mean, like you I mean, you said your biggest regret, like I'm thinking in terms of like the social media, like and the part that I had in it. And you said you regretted not putting a lot of it onto like, you know, the platform mm-hmm. and like putting it up there for others to see. And as cool as that could have been, maybe would have been, um, like you said, there was a lot of background work involved in Arc Nova. And I think, though, like, the numbers weren't yeah. high on social media or anything, like, that background work that we were doing offline shows a lot more. Mm-hmm.
2: And, Absolutely. like,
3: I remember, like, you'd ask me, like, post a story, like, post this. And, like, for, like, even the, what's it called? The Gates Foundation stuff.
0: Yes. Oh my god! I, that I forgot about that, too. Things
3: about that. And like you know, like I mean, in terms of numbers, they weren't really high, but I knew that the gravity of things that were going on in the background was worth way more, and that's like really cool to be a part of. And Matt, um, right. like you said, like we, we still enjoyed high school. I like to say, like as crazy as everything got to be, <laughs> right? Um, Absolutely. I think. Even our time in classes that we had together was kind of our fun time, and then what we done outside so of school yeah. was the work time.
2: Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: like sitting yeah. in Lambert's class, or like, oh, did you do the fourfold fan in French? Don't and even, people, don't even talk oh. about French. <laughs> why would you actually?
0: Wait, actually, why would you bring that? <laughs> Damn,
3: dude, yes, French class I'm, was
0: yeah.
3: the. Oh my god, that was our mess around time. I think <laughs> you think. <laughs> I think that was a time to just, like, mess
0: around and be stupid high schoolers. <laughs> I, I I can barely tell you one sentence in French right now, all right? <laughs> no, <me either. laughs> That's so funny. No, but definitely, I think I think you're right. Like, one, I'm very grateful for just, like, all the work that you guys did. The fact that, like, I mean, Maverick, you were, I, as much as I say I was a confident individual, if I didn't have, like, this, you know, secondhand man to, like, come with me to every meeting, I would be terrified. <laughs> but having you there Gave me the energy to say what I wanted to say. But yeah, like at the same honestly, time,
1: yeah, go ahead. Sometimes I would just be sitting on the side of the room, right? I'm you, sorry. you would you would be No, because I was the one I would be paying attention. I would be taking notes on what everybody was saying and then I would analyze it later. But then you would be sitting at the table, you'd be participating, you'd be talking, and sometimes you'd just look at me and then I would just go like <laughs> like yeah. in the corner of the room and I'd be like, you know what? This is I, this is fine. Like this right. is great. This is remember- what I'm here for. And like honestly, it's like It's as if I'm at that table as well, but you know what? I'm okay with my position here.
0: Right. Do you remember when we went to the philanthropy um, thing up in Seattle and we went up that huge fancy elevator and, they had, like, a little name tag on my desk and stuff, but they put you in the corner?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, just, like, sitting there with my coffee. I was, like, it was such a tiny chair. All my shit was underneath it. Dude, I felt I just, so like, bad. Scribbling. I was,
0: like, why is he not okay?
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I was just, like, I was just watching. I was, like, yeah, this is dope. This is cool. Yeah, I was, I mean, like, looking out the window. And I was, like, wow, we're really high up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're, like, dang, the architecture, though. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, I was, like, this building's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, again, like, I'm very grateful that uh, in a sense, you really played the role of like, I don't want to say secretary, but you know, you did all the notes. Mm-hmm. And because I had terrible handwriting, and you did a really good job of like analyzing what we talked about. And then you gave a good overview every meeting and like, Nat, like, while Maverick gave me energy, you calmed me down. Like, <laughs> like, you were like, Okay, cool. Like, be serious, focus, because you're like, out of the world. Um, and I think, again, like, that was really nice to have, like, like I think you and Jenny, um another again a member of our of our team kind of played that role to me where you guys were like, this is fun and this is something, but it's also serious and you need to dial in. And in a sense you humbled me and I'm really really thankful for that. That's that's for sure. Um and yeah, I kind of wish I hired you earlier, Cameron. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just like like we said, like it was so much fun that we just we just vibed really. It was just the yeah. three, four, five, six of us just like kind of doing whatever we were doing. And having a good time with it um but yeah i mean i guess to end it all like any advice like not just like being an activist but being a high school student with other passions like cameron when cameron you worked as a volunteer nurse right um for junior and senior high school essentially. yes basically yeah. and you like you you mentioned earlier you would go to the hospital before school, and then go to school, and then like have a meeting with me after school. Like you, there was these times where you did like three different things, for and then you would go to work. You would go to like a bubble. You go, you go to Poba, and you yeah, worked so as, like a, as a yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's like
1: <laughs> like there's um... these times,
0: right? And then the like, Maverick, like right? We're yeah. we're doing, we're running this organization together. Like we're going to these meetings, and Nat, you balance like cheer, track, this organization, school, and work. Like all of us had our own passions, and we still went for it, but like. Any advice for other kids out there, you know, not even just kids, just advice in general of just how you guys exist, basically. I, th-
1: I think I have a few pieces of advice. For I think the first one is that um, while you think you might know everything, you are so incredibly far from it. And I think yeah. that I really realized that after we did that panel where we were super late because after we received some feedback, we met with the lady that like organized it, right? Mm -hmm. and then um we were like oh yeah she was like oh um so it was really good we really appreciated it but you also had criticisms and are you ready to receive that criticism right now like Mm -hmm. just full blast and I was like oh yeah for sure and then she was like yeah like obviously you guys are doing great but like you made uh some of the kids that were there made it like kind of felt like you were downplaying how much effort You were putting into it kind of in a sense and you were making it seem super easy because, you know, some of the some of these kids like their mental health is at a state where like, you know, they want to do something about it, but they can't even help themselves. Right. And so I was like, oh, like I never even thought about it in that sense, you know. And so it's like you really have to like view yourself as an amateur at all times and always really listen to understand and not to respond to whatever it is whatever conversation you're having because criticism will always pop up and you really just have to like take it and run with it and um i think another piece of advice would be like being like being willing to be proud of your own accomplishments whether it's like super small because like you know you can't compare yourself to other people and while it's nice to do that it's like you In reality, you're the only person you're going to spend 100% of your time with in life. And so it's nice to look at what you've done and be like, yeah, like I did that. Whether it's like, you know, you got up early and made breakfast or like you weren't late for a meeting for once or like you actually made it to the right place. You know, it's like,
0: yeah, whatever it is,
1: you have to like take it and just be like, yeah, like I'm pretty fucking cool. and like, sure, I might not be changing the world on like a global scale, but like it's fine by me.
0: Right. Yeah, that's really good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah I liked what you said about the criticism I mean I think one of the biggest things I say now is like I want to go into every conversation every meeting I, anything I do now not as a teacher but as a student kind mm-hmm. of just like to learn and to listen like that's what I mean Wild G's like entire motto is like we're not here to help you we're here to listen to you and kind of just talk to you and so yeah that's that's really good Natalie Kim
3: I mean throughout high school I think there were many moments where I I felt a lot of imposter syndrome and like like you said, like not really knowing, not really like taking time to recognize that what you're doing is like contributing to a greater thing, whether it's right. what you want to do, what you want to accomplish and all of that. So I mean, yeah, I just had it on my mind. Mm-hmm. But like, just taking the time to look back, I mean, every day, we, we kind of learned this is sports med from Todd, but like just know what you need to do to have a good day, and if yeah. as long as you get those things done, then you can be proud of that.
0: Right. And no. it's
3: things as small as taking care of yourself or like making a cup of coffee every morning, you know, the beauty of ritual sometimes really helps. I think. And um, no, definitely. yeah, and there's yeah, there's things bigger than school too. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of, of advice, like I would think a lot of students, especially, get wrapped up in like say, like the curriculum, what other students are doing, but also taking time to recognize like there are things that you can do that isn't part of that curriculum that are just as important. Yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, I think I'm really happy that we had Todd in sports med to kind of just really give us just life advice. I mean, I think that is the biggest thing. Like for me, before any meeting, before anything else, like I still like, while I was a CEO and a founder and I still am, I'm still... Like, right, it's still me every single day. And it doesn't matter if I have a meeting. That doesn't make me, ha- it won't be the thing that makes me happy, right? Doing the things that really matter to you is important. And sometimes that's not going to be what everyone else tells you it's going to be. Like, right, it, it could be a sport. It could be, you know, doing anything you like. And that's that's good. As long as you like, you. if you like something, you should be proud of that. I think that's a really good piece of advice.
2: Natalie? Um, going off what Cameron said, um, I'd say that there can be, a lot of fulfillment in taking, or in the path less taken, or even the path never taken. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I look back on how, on how I got into college and I, I didn't get in for my grades, right? I didn't get in for who I was academically. I mean, I, a little bit, but more about the things outside that we did, things, you know, largely Arc Nova, sports, extracurriculars, jobs, it, you know, as a person, And I think, like Cameron said, it's so easy to get caught up in this kind of this linear path, the the path most taken um, by both students and even past students, you know, where we are today, adult life. Um, And it's scary to kind of create your own path when no one else has, you know, had these ideas you've had before. But it is so fulfilling. You learn so much about yourself when you kind of shove yourself out of the comfort zone um, to be your most authentic self. You know, I don't mean to sound all follow your dreams but like <laughs> you know when you decide to take a non-traditional route and you know learn to fend for yourself and to do what to do and achieve what you want to you know and unconventional ways you will gain a lot from it both character just life fulfillment that's I think what I've learned and what I yeah. advise on people to do yeah absolutely and I would
0: I would say my advice has always kind of just remained the same right My my brother told me once that um, if you don't go down the, the normal route, you're the textbook example of everyone that does something cool in life. And, you know, what I mean, like you don't got to be the straight A student, perfect student. You don't got to have everything covered. You could, you don't have to be anything to do something. And I think that's the biggest advice I have is that as long as you get the ball rolling and take it like one step at a time and just do your best to get whatever you can get done, it's going to get done right? As long as you work on it at least once a day, as long as you know your values and, you know, kind of take the time to know who you are and then do the work under who you are. I think that's the best thing you can do. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, guys, thank you so much for just coming in and talking about our journey. I apologize for the ending here, but I just want to say thank you to anyone and everyone who listened to this podcast. It means a lot. I want to say thank you to my friends, Maverick, Natalie, and Cameron for tuning in with me today. And yeah, the Wild G podcast is welcoming. Our goal is not to find another solution or to help anyone. Our goal is to be a friend and to listen. So anyone is welcome to the podcast. You're more than welcome to apply through a Google form that's on the website of sakerbrown.com or you can email me personally at sakerbrown16 at gmail.com. Anyone is welcome to the podcast, regardless of your culture, your background or belief. And I can't wait to have more episodes up and coming. So thank you so much and have a wonderful
2: day. Bye.